Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Reshape Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Nolte, and each week I bring you knowledge and tips and inspiration to help you lose weight and get healthy. Now today is a recap episode, so Sarah Phelps and I did a recording for YouTube. This is the audio from that recording, summarizing our weekly sessions that we did while she was going through the live version of my course. I think that all too often when we're talking about weight loss and disease prevention, we're talking about the strategies, right? Food, exercise, sleep, stress, and I think all that's good and we have to talk about habit change too. But what I really appreciated about what Sarah brought to the table in this series was the belief behind weight loss. She brought so many valuable insights and perspectives from her experience as being a person who is overweight, who has lost now 610 pounds in her life, and the struggles and internal challenges that she faces and is working to overcome on a daily basis. I am so proud of her for sharing this story. I'm so grateful that she is letting us into her life and her world because I know that she's inspiring so many other people who have struggled with these same mindset blocks to start changing their lifestyle. So if you want to watch all of the series, just head to my YouTube channel, search for Dr. Morgan Nolte on YouTube. Or if you want to listen to them in order, just go through this podcast. I usually use the hashtag minimize me, maximize me, because that's one Sarah came up with to identify if it's an episode with Sarah. And we will be touching base about monthly from here on out just to keep in touch with Sarah and hear what new insights she has for us. So without further ado, here is this episode. Good morning, Sarah. Yay, good morning. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I, uh, I appreciate the grace uh, letting me take last week off. I was so tired. I, you have 50 hours a week of trying to find a job and contribute, and I just had to take a break. So I really we have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, I have a feel good and an eye opener, um, but they're a little bit old. So because we didn't meet last week, you didn't get to hear this. Um, my eye opener is just recognizing sleep is so stinking important. I put my phone through the washing machine last week. Yeah. So I uh, was doing a little laundry at the farm of the kids and to be efficient, I loaded everything into a laundry basket so that I didn't have 10 bags like most working moms do when they are going somewhere with their children. And I put the phone through the washing machine and then I took it out and I wasn't one, one bit surprised. I'm like, you're so tired, Morgan, not a problem. So that was my eye opener. I also wore, I've been wearing a lot of black to mourn my loss of sleep. So I, (laughs) I am mourning my loss of sleep big time. Um, What else? I think my feel good moment was the truly that I had during the presidential debate last night, because that was just ridiculous. So I was sure to have an alcohol, alcoholic beverage on hand for that. And I'm really glad that I did. That was my feel good moment. So how about you? I'm laughing because I couldn't even watch it. We watch great British baking show. I can't, I just can't. That's probably way better. I don't need that kind of energy in my life. So, so oh my gosh, it was crazy. Uh, Anyways, what's your feel good and eye opener? My eye opener is definitely um, around the idea of hope. Uh, so I had this huge job interview yesterday and you know, 
you play out every scenario in your mind. I got the job. I didn't get the job. They liked me, but they liked somebody else. So this process is going to continue forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was thinking to myself, there's excitement there engendered by the idea of hope that I might get a job that I really, really love. Right. And then I was thinking, does it make the hope less worthy if in the end I don't get the job? Was the experience of having hope unimportant or discardable because I don't get the job? And I was thinking about the fact that anytime you live in a state of hope, it's simply a good thing. All you're saying is that there's possibility. So perhaps we should turn our minds towards hope a little bit more. So I think that's great, especially in COVID. Oh, girl. Uh, sorry, I kind of tear you up because I'm like, I miss my friends. Yeah. Like, I haven't had a hug in so long, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, feel good moment, definitely. Um, I, for the first time in the history of me applying for jobs, Last night, I had sent thank yous to the 15 people who had interviewed me, and one of them wrote back. That has never happened before, ever. And he just said, hey, you did a nice job today. That's nice. I know. And I was like, what a polite person. You know, obviously, no response is expected in that kind of situation. No, right. I really appreciated that. It was really a... Yeah. Uh, the power of being polite and noticing people is a superpower. Don't, there is no question about that. So I love when you give us those little positive feel good reminders. So now just for the viewers and the listeners, this is our last weekly chat on the live course just wrapped up. Um, it was a lot of work on my end to create it live. I was only one week ahead of everyone. So my system is kind of coming down from that um, elevated excitement, we'll say. And it's now available to anyone whenever they want it. They can go to weightlossforhealth.com forward slash join and they can sign up and they can get all of the information and they can join our online community. Sarah is in that. We have weekly office hours that are live still and an online support community. And it's just a really cool, cool thing that I'm super proud of. Um, and I'm really grateful that people like Sarah are in it. So thank you for your work. How did you, you know, what was your experience with the course? What did you think about the course? So I'm a people person. And of course, I would love to like be face to face with all the people in that community. Um, but this is certainly the next best thing. I loved how supportive and accountable, uh, which you think would kind of be against each other, right? Like I'm calling you out, <laughs> but I support you. Uh, however, isn't that what good friends do? Mm-hmm. You know, good friends don't let you just slide by. So I really appreciated that. And I appreciated all the information I have. Um, you know, I can look at a food and be like, mm, insulin resistant, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> that's really helpful. You know, now doesn't it make it so much easier to make good food choices when you it understand does. how that food affects your insulin? Absolutely. And if I mm-hmm. eat a crappier choice, I know why I don't feel good. Yeah. Yep. And that's fine. I just know what the consequences. So, um, I really appreciated that. I appreciate the idea that I have this huge bank of knowledge and it, it, I feel armed 
you know, oh. I go to the grocery store and I feel like I brought my weaponry with me. Uh, <laughs> if you want to put it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other best, best thing about the course is probably, okay, not ask kissing here, but your presence, you are real knowledgeable, of course, but you're also very approachable. Um, it's, it's nice to not talk to somebody who wants to hit you over the head with shame about your weight or your health situation. Um, You're more about let's empower you to make choices. And if you can't make a great choice today, make one tomorrow. Yeah. So I really appreciated that. I think it's unbelievably important how responsive you are as well. Good. I I try really hard. Yeah. That I think a 24 hour response time is really important for people because I can't be live all the time, but I can commit to at least get back to you in a day to answer a question. Um, And I think that that's what I wanted to create with this community was just a place where people can learn the truth about weight loss and disease prevention and not be fed lies, pun intended, but also not, like you said, be shamed or like feel bad about themselves because we've all been given misinformation for so long. And I truly believe that once you get over that misinformation and you learn how to change habits, I think that's also what sets my program apart. I don't just tell you what to do. I really try to help you change your habits and change your lifestyle. You know, I think it just becomes a little bit easier, Um, but I also recognize that's all I can do. You know, ultimately it is in your hands. And I think that that also helps me like control or suppress any shame or because I think I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but I've thought a lot about our shame episode and I feel like people tend to shame somebody when they're afraid that it's going to reflect badly on them. Right. You know? And so if people don't get results with my program, that's not, that's not my fault. Honestly, I feel like I have done everything that I can to support them and educate them and guide them and create the community that they need. But I'm also able to reserve judgment and shame because I have accepted personal responsibility for what I can do. Right. And I encourage my members to accept personal responsibility for what they can do. And that's it. I mean, that's the teacher's dilemma, isn't it? You are trying to enlighten people. You're trying to put them in a place where they can make great choices or say great things or know great things. Mm -hmm. But you have no control over that. I mean, college professors deal with this all the time. If you graduate somebody and like read a Facebook post later and figure out how ignorant they still are, do you feel like you failed as a college professor? No, I mean, it's their choice to learn or not. So I think so. And I, and I, it took me a really, really long time to get there. It took me years to just let go of some of that control that I wanted to feel over my clients or my patients or rehab. And it's like, all I've wanted to ever do is just share the truth and share information and create something that's useful and helpful. Yeah. So I'm really excited that, that you enjoyed it. And thank you for that, that feedback. I'm laughing because um, our local grocery store has the, the fresh foods aisle, the vegetables and stuff right next to the freezer aisle where all the lean cuisine and Weight Watchers and other brands have their marketed diet food. And I, laugh every time because I'm like, this is crap. This is yes. people marketing. Did and I don't see, need all that. No, did you see my post? It's okay because 
algorithms really are really restrictive, but I put up a post yesterday on Instagram and Facebook that said, isn't it interesting that quote unquote weight loss companies advocate you eat their food every two to three hours, right? They're processed sugar, sugar laden food that will make you crave sugar all day. All the salt in some of that food. I mean, 150 grams of salt in something that is a hundred calories. What? (laughs) It's, it's ridiculous. So that was, that was fun. And then I, on Instagram, I tagged like Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig and Octavia and Nutrisystem. And surprisingly, I didn't get one negative comment or message. I was really kind of preparing for some backlash, like don't be bashing on our diet and well, right. you got to hear the truth. You know, if you want right. to do this stuff, if you want to spend your money and your time doing something, why don't you spend your money and time learning how to get healthy and lose right. weight and keep it off instead of just trying different diet foods, trying different versions of the same thing. Right. So I could go on and on with that. But today's episode, just to give our viewers and listeners a, a little recap, we're going to do a recap. So we've done I don't know, eight or nine sessions and I've gotten little nuggets from all of them. And so I kind of wanted Sarah to just review each video and maybe each of us can share our favorite part. Um, and you can see all of the, the videos, you can listen to all the podcasts, but this one will be a good summary. So the first one was how you lost 600 pounds in your right. life. So can and you reflect a little say, bit on that? Let's adjust that 610 pounds. But these 10 are going to stay off. Yeah. Yeah. I um I was telling Dr. Morgan earlier that, you know, sure, I wish I had lost like 100 pounds this summer, but I didn't. However, I've lost a lot in my measurements, mm-hmm. which, you know, I guess means that I have more muscle, which in, turns mean, which in turn means I'm simply healthier. And so I'm really happy about that, right? Mm-hmm. So I know that the 10 pounds fat. I lost. Yeah, yeah. 10 pounds I lost is fat. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy about that. Um, that episode was funny because of how many people tuned in just for the headline. She lost 600 pounds. Yeah, I know. Almost a thousand views. I know, right? Yeah. When you think about how many overweight persons there are on the planet, I don't think my story is that unique. Um, yo-yo dieting is real for a reason. So, um, you know, Susan Powder used to say, stop the insanity. Um, it, it's stop the insanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lose the weight, but do it in a way that actually allows you to sustain that. Because every time you go through that cycle, you gain a little more, you get a little less healthy and hope dies. You get tired, you get discouraged. And when you're not resilient, you can't keep going. So um, I loved that episode and I loved the feedback we got from people. Um, it was, it was interesting. It was very interesting. Cause we're cheering you on. I think that was really the introduction to you and let's not forget about your goals to kayak and be on the cover of the half their size people edition magazine. Like we're still rooting for that people and you got to put in the work. That's what I told you. You're like, what, you asked me once, like, what else can I do here? And I'm like, just do the work do the work and it'll happen. Yeah. It, it's so. good. Changing habits has really helped a lot. Really yeah. helped a lot. Now our it next one. Chickpea oh, pasta is better than regular pasta. Who knew? I made so much of that last night. I made so delicious spaghetti with chickpea pasta last night. Yeah. Double meat, chickpea pasta. It's delicious. Yum. 
Um, I know you're not a huge meter, but I am. So um, then the next one was the big lie. Can you kind of talk a little bit about the big lie episode? So the big lie was about, um, it was about allowing people to tell you that you aren't worth anything because of your weight. And I think we talked about situations where people had come up to me in restaurants and literally felt empowered by something to comment on what I was eating, although I was a stranger and they had no idea what my situation was. Um, Don't forget that that's still a lie. Your self-worth and your weight aren't adjusted to each other. They don't, they're not correlating. Your self-worth is your self-worth. Your weight is your weight. Um, Yes, there are emotional drivers that can cause you to gain weight, and that's sad. I mean, it's hard on your body. It's hard on your mind. But in the end, who you are is important regardless of what your body can do. Because that's what we're talking about. Who you are is important regardless of what your body can do. Doesn't that make you think of people in nursing homes towards the end of life? Or disabled people or people yes. who are, can't speak, you are all worth so much, an equal amount to all the people around you, regardless of your physical capability. Mm-hmm. So don't forget every time somebody judges you, it's a lie. It's a lie, and it probably, frankly, reflects their insecurities. And I think it's important to remind people two things. The first is the most important words you say and the most important lies are the ones that you tell yourself. And then also what other people think of you is none of your business. Yes. Period. You know, it's like you have your head bubble. Stay in your head bubble. Don't try to get in other people's head. They're they're nothing good. (laughs) Nothing that you need to know in there. Right. Because people have opinions of you and you don't have control over that. No. And you'll never know what really motivates them to have that opinion of you. Mm -hmm. So just move on. Yeah. It's a waste of your time to try to figure out other people. Just try to figure yourself out. That's enough work. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Yes. The next topic was resiliency and weight. Well, we kind of talked about this, but ending the shame cycle, we can't skip this one. That was one of my favorite ones because it was a big eye opener for me about how much I communicated via shame, um, especially like towards my husband, like help me out more, you know, just like, it's almost passive aggressive shame. Wouldn't it be great if I had someone to help me? I have literally said that to my partner. (laughs) You should hear our conversations in the middle of the night when the baby's crying. (laughs) I bet. I bet. <laughs> I'm trying hard to not bring shame into that, but that's hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The shame episode is my favorite episode of all of them mm-hmm. because I know how powerful shame has been in my life. Um, and I see it now everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Now that I've really put some thought into it, I advertising, how much advertising is really shame. I don't, I've never thought I'm going to be thinking about that now. Wow. As you look through a magazine, you're shamed to, to buy a purse because, you know, great people buy purses and aren't you great? 
you know, it's, it's ridiculous. The messaging around shame and shame does force you to do stuff. It's powerful, but it remains poison. Now I want you to say that. Yeah. Yeah. The line about like a negative thought coming from a negative person or a positive that we repeat that one because that was probably my favorite thing you've said in this whole series. <laughs> a negative message coming from a negative place will never have a positive result. And a positive message coming from a positive place will never have a negative result. Yeah. Simple as that. You know, yeah. I, the long and short of it is, is that we're taught to accept shame as something we deserve. No one deserves shame. You don't need it in your life. It's simply poison. Mm -hmm. And as Dr. Morgan pointed out, shame is the epitome of passive aggressiveness, isn't it? Yeah, I would know. (laughs) Well, instead of saying, hey, golly, I love you so much, and I'm concerned about your weight, but I don't really want to talk about it until you're ready to talk about it. So I just want you to know I'm here. Instead of saying that, you say, you know, should you be eating that extra helping of potatoes? What, what have you done it's there? so easy. I it feel like scary. shame and judgment go hand in hand. Absolutely. And your judgment of a person really comes through when you're shaming. And I think that that's something that we really need to check ourselves on is our, is our judging of other people. And so I think that we never talked about that, but those definitely go hand in hand on Absolutely. really watching our communication and how it's affecting people and loved right. ones and all that stuff. So I think we could talk about that one a lot. Um, but moving on, let's go to resiliency. You already mentioned that one. And that was what we called the key to lasting weight loss. So talk a little bit about that. And I absolutely agree with that. Look at the amount of change we've seen this year and look at how many people are still living their life, going to work, being a parent, being a partner, doing whatever they need to do. That is resiliency. And yet we put pressure on ourselves to do more than that. Right. I've, you know, I feel guilty. I'm only working 50 hours a week to try to find a job, but the guest room of our house hasn't been put together yet. You know, I'm still feeling guilty about that because there isn't an endless well of resiliency. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's, it's okay to be like, I have this strength. I'm going to apply it to the things that I really need to. Um, This is a good example of how interconnected all the stuff that we've been talking about really is. Because the minute I said that, I thought about Dr. Morgan talking about choosing the things that are important in your life and not feeling bad that you can't devote that much time to the other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, she talked about her five most important things, her faith, uh, her children, her husband, you know, this business mm-hmm. and her and taking care of herself. Um, you know, and mine were, you know, job hunt my health and my relationships. Yeah. You know, all of this is interconnected. Once you get rid of the shame, you start to be able to build resilience. Once you engage in self-care, which is another episode we had, yeah. uh, self-care and sleep that allows you to build resilience, which allows you to make lasting change. 
all of these things go together hand in hand. It's a little group of tools that live around you and support you. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that's the, the topic of this conversation is mindset. Um, and I think that the mindset around weight loss has got to change because like you said, it's all related. And once you understand, you know, as we talked about in that first one, which I forgot about, you know, there's the surface level, the science behind weight loss. And then there's that, the science behind habit change. And then there's that belief. And I think that we touched a lot on like the beliefs of shame and judgment and self-care. And it's like, once you really work on those beliefs and start to change your habits and, you know, I think it, it works both from the top down, you can make changes. It's probably even more beneficial if you work from the inside out to make changes. Um, And I think that's why these conversations are so important because we've talked so little about diet and exercise and the hormone, the hormonal aspect of weight loss, because this, this core, this mindset and this belief is so important, cannot be overlooked for lasting weight loss success. Um, So yeah, resiliency, I think, like you said, a lot of people are showing resiliency, especially during this time of COVID, but we've already touched on the boundaries too. You know, you have to give yourself like your time to yourself first so that you can work on your beliefs and that you can work on your self-care and you can get some rest and you can invest in your education. Um, You know, some of my members have said, yeah, this, this is taking time to get the weight off. And I'm like, duh. How long did it take you to put the weight on? You, right. you said, I wanted to lose, you know, hundred pounds this summer. I'm like, I wouldn't want you to lose hundred pounds this summer. Cause that means it's probably more likely to come on. Like right. your hormones, like first off your body doesn't want to lose weight. Your body likes the status quo. Um, and so if you really want to trick your hormones to lose weight and keep it off slow is better. Um, and I think <laughs> these habits change slow, your beliefs change slow just embrace that slow, steady change. And I think when you get out of that impatient mindset, um, we talked, I think it was our last conversation from my God walk about how, you know, sometimes our worry and our anxiety is really just impatience. Yes. So I think that that's a really deep core belief and mindset that um, big weight loss companies who tout you can lose 16 pounds in the first month, they don't care. Like, they just, they don't care. They don't care right. about the belief. They don't care about, about things like resiliency and grace and self-care and ending the shame cycle. They just want to sell you food. You know, I think that's kind of what it comes down to. So adopting that long-term mindset, we talked about like really understanding your why behind yes. why you want to lose weight can help you have patience because you're going to need it and you're going to and- need to be patient, resilient. And I would suggest don't focus on it. Build habits, mm-hmm. live with the habits, and focus on the big, the big things in your life. You know, obviously health is one of them, yes. But focus on other stuff. If you sit there and mull over in your mind, I'm not losing weight fast enough. Maybe if I exercised another hour today, what are you doing? You're spending all this energy on something that in the end is not going to give you the result you want. And you are forgetting to live life. That self-care, that life, those relationships, 
That's what gives you the ability to keep going, to sustain things and to make change permanent. Mm -hmm. You know, change isn't like I make a change and it's global. Change is this week I changed this thing. Now it's a habit. Next week I changed this thing. Now it's a habit. It's little steps. It's a ladder. Stairway to heaven, if you want to put it that way. (laughs) You know, don't put pressure on yourself to achieve the big change. Don't put pressure on yourself at all. Just take the next step on the ladder and then stop and look around. Mm -hmm. Because the view from the next step up is also excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's a good reminder. I I wanted to tell you, we have a few more minutes. I did want to touch on willpower because that was a... (laughs) That was a good episode as well. And we talked about how willpower is a lie. So give us your perspective on that. People say that willpower is something that you lack when you're fat. And I'm telling you right now, that is utter bullshit. Yeah. It takes a I lot of the occasional first word, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> it takes it. a lot of willpower to live life. You know, if you're a fat person, I'm guessing you're using a lot of willpower to keep yourself in a positive mental space so you can mm-hmm. go to work mm-hmm. because you don't feel good and people shame you. That's where your willpower is going. If you want to call it willpower, I don't even believe in the world willpower. It's more resilience. It's resilience and motivation mixed together. That's what willpower really is. So stop putting pressure on yourself and saying, I lack something because my body is not in its ideal state. You don't lack anything. You're using your strength in other places. So as Dr. Morgan said, set some boundaries. Bring yourself back to yourself. Mm -hmm. Take care of yourself. And I guarantee you, you'll be able to do everything else better. Mm -hmm. You can't be a good parent or employee or partner or artist or anything until you've focused a little bit on yourself. Right. I like to say the better you take care of yourself, the better you can show up for the people that need you. Absolutely. The better, you know, I, I, there's just so many things that go behind that. But I also think that we talked about willpower and self-control being a really weak short-term strategy because I, I think that it kind of recharges every night with a good night of sleep, but a lot of us just aren't getting that. And so it's much more beneficial when it comes to weight loss and habit change to restructure your environment and to assess your triggers, you know, what, what things are throwing you off? Like let's plan ahead for those obstacles. Let's not wait to rely on willpower and self-control that's going to be drained. So I think it's that, that was um, something that I wanted to point out that I think is important also to dovetail on what you said when you're like, you do have willpower, you're just directing it towards another area of your life. For example, getting out of bed and going to work and trying to show up and do your best. Now, I think it's important to note that the character, like weight loss strategies without the personal characteristics to execute on those strategies consistently is a weak strategy or tactic. Not a strategy. It's not a strategy. It's throwing crap (laughs) against the wall and hoping it will stick this time. You have to kind of become the type of person that shows up for yourself and your health on a consistent basis. Not perfect. We never go for perfection, but you have to show up for yourself consistently. Yeah. And I think that not a lot of people are talking about that aspect of weight loss either. Like 
you have, it takes character. It takes self-discipline. Right. It takes, you know, really wanting to put in the time and focus and recognizing you're already disciplined in other areas of your life. If you're working 50 hours a week to find a job, or if someone else is working 50 hours a week in their work, you're already disciplined. You just need to redirect that discipline a little bit towards your health and focus there. So I wanted to to touch on that too. I want to just quickly comment on the idea of self-control. Don't think about restricting yourself because that's not what this course is about. It's not about punishing yourself by restricting yourself from things that bring you pleasure. What it is, is about creating a different path that's easier to go down. Here's the unhealthy path. I've made that more difficult, Mm -hmm. but I've made this healthier path easier and it brings me more pleasure. It brings me more feelings of self-worth. It makes me happier to go down this other path that I've built, that I've put the work in. You know, I don't have carbs in my house, but I have these amazing foods that I prepped over the weekend. And here Good it is for you. right there, right? Yes. You've created a, a simpler, easier path for yourself. That's what it is. It's not about controlling you. Like I need to restrict and imprison myself in the world of tomatoes and spinach. No, it's not that it's, which by the way, there's no protein in tomatoes and spinach or very little. So yeah. Hello. We're not going veggie here. Yeah. (laughs) However, you know, boom, I've, I've made myself in, in a path that brings me feelings of I'm taking care of myself. I'm making healthy choices. This is positive. I'm in a good mindset. That path is automatically going to be easier to go down. I love you for saying that. That was amazing. And I think that's a good note to end it on because guys, we have office hours in three minutes. So um, I'm going to head off. We're going to hop off. And if you want to join us in office hours, you get two months free, 60 days free of office hours in the community. Yes. When you enroll in my program, just go to weightlossforhealth.com forward slash join. We yes. desperately hope to see you on the inside because we desperately want you to get healthy and live Absolutely. your life the and way happy. you want to live it. And happy. We'll see you guys in October. Okay. See you then. Bye, Sarah. Bye, guys. All right. Thank you so much for following this series with Sarah. I know I'm having a really, really great time bringing these to you. I love talking with Sarah and I'm actually going to be bringing more of my members on this podcast. I think that they are amazing and I think their stories need to be heard by people who are looking to lose weight and get healthy because stories are powerful inspiration to change your beliefs and change your behavior and take the next step. So I do hope that if you're on the fence about joining my program, just go to my website. You can email me at info at reshapept.com. Check it out. Let me know if you have any questions. I would love to see you on the inside with Sarah and other members who are taking consistent action and seeing awesome results. And if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast and left a review, that would mean a lot to me. It helps this get seen by and heard by more people so that I can reach and help as many people as possible. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you again, same time, same place next week. Bye for now.